The Coin Week podcast is brought to you by PCGS, the standard in the rare coin grading industry. For more information, visit www.pcgs.com. In this episode of the Coin Week podcast, we talk to Mark Stevenson, Vice President of PCGS, about the state of modern coin releases one quarter into 2018, how label programs have become more sophisticated in recent years, and what went into the design of the two-coin holder that will house coins from the SS Central America. All this and more in this episode of the Coin Week Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining me on the Coin Week Podcast. Hi, Charles. Thanks for having me. So we're wrapping up the winter months of 2018. We're already midway through March, heading into the spring. Uh, so we've seen almost a full first quarter from the United States Mint's 2018 product lineup. We've seen uh, platinum coins, uh, part of a new series. We've seen Silver Eagles, of course. Uh, they've made their debut. And uh, with the release of the uh, World War I commemorative dollar, we saw a dollar and metal uh, program in silver. Uh, we saw the one tenth ounce gold American Liberty gold coin. Uh, and we're also now on the cusp with the release of probably the uh, most important U.S. Mint product release of the year, the rose gold breast cancer awareness $5 gold coin and the other coins that come in that program. So with all these uh, new programs out in the market uh, and coming to the market, I wanted to reach out to you uh, to take measure of the level of enthusiasm that uh, the modern coin market uh, is experiencing this year and uh, want to find out if uh, submissions are in line with what you'd expect them to be. Um, so are you uh, happy with uh, what the Mint has uh, put out so far this year? We're seeing that there's still demand, obviously, for PCGS coins in the marketplace, modern coins. I think one of the things that has impacted um, the success of the U.S. Mint's programs this year is the proximity of the releases to one another. Um, the Proof Silver Eagle, just your regular 2018W Proof Silver Eagle, came out on January 4th, and a week later, January 11th, is when the Mint released the Congratulations set, which is also a 2018W Proof Silver Eagle, and also the Bullion Silver Eagles, Bullion Gold Eagles, and Bullion Gold Buffaloes, all on the same day. About a week later, they released the World War I commemorative program. Um, only the dollars, so you could get a proof or a or a um, business strike silver dollar uh, for the for that program. But you, but they didn't release the commemorative coins, and those won't come out until the end of May. So you could buy them then, but you wouldn't get them shipped to you until the you know, sometime at the end of May. Um, a week later, the platinum coins came out, the proof platinum coins, and so we're sort of the the fourth week of January there. Um, the first of a of a three year redesign based on the declaration preamble to the Declaration of the of Independence, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Three different coins: life this year, liberty next year, pursuit of happiness in year three. So, it's that's a really fantastic sort of cool innovation that the mint did. But I think that overall the mint sales are down dramatically, and part of it has to do 
with how close in time each one of those programs came out. Each one of them needs its own ramp-up period, its selling period, um, and then sort of a wind-down period while the next program gets ramped up and promoted in, 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 anticipation, in anticipation of its release. You know, you bring this up, and I think it's quite interesting. I've been uh, to both U.S. Mint forums. Uh, the Mint has put on these uh, numismatic forums for industry stakeholders uh, each of the past two years. And one of the things that I know uh, that was stressed to the Mint by the industry was the need to diffuse the major programs, um, especially high-dollar coin programs, and spread them out throughout the year and not to just bunch them all up at once. And to do this uh, so collectors can pace themselves and buy what they want when it comes out. And also that dealers, you know, because, uh, you know, dealers make up a lion's share of the mint sales volume uh, for all of these programs, you know, so that dealers could allocate sufficient capital to grow the pie, you know, instead of having to make concessions as to which programs to participate in. Uh, because of the heavy cost of buying and carrying these programs and the grading fees, et cetera. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the capital consideration is very important as well, and that and it directly correlates to the amount of time that, that a dealer will have to market and promote the program. So they're going to say, well, I don't want to buy too many of these Proof Silver Eagles because I need to buy some Proof Silver Eagles in the congratulations set next week, but I really don't want to buy a lot of them at all because I don't have enough time to, to properly market them. Um, the same thing with the sort of uh, the other the other programs, Boeing Silver Eagle, Boeing Gold, Boeing Gold Buffaloes, you know, tying right right into the period in which the World War One coins are starting to come on sale. And then that goes right into the platinum coin. So each each week it seems there is this tremendous demand for um, a, you know, a very serious business decision on the part of every person who, and every business who buys coins in volume, you know, the U.S. Mint's largest customers. So let's talk quickly, uh, based on what you've seen through the submissions that have come through the door already this year. Uh, quality is obviously uh, front and foremost when it comes to a certified modern coin. Um, and my observations is that the Mint in recent years has really stepped up its games in terms of quality. You know, I think there are some exceptions, uh, like some of the D-Mint clad issues, um, mostly in uncirculated. Uh, but uh, looking at the PCGS census numbers over the years, I think this has borne out a high rate of coins that are coming in, come in at 70. Has the Mint continued to produce quality coins at this rate in 2018? Well, we're seeing... Um on average, about the same quality that we've seen in the past few years. Um, but we have noticed that there is a, there seems to be a wider range in quality in individual boxes. I mean, we'll get an entire pallet of Silver Eagles, um, you know, containing boxes and boxes of, of Silver Eagles, and we'll open one and there will be an extraordinary run of, you know, basically 70s. And, and a few 69s, and then we'll open the next one and find very few 70s and almost all 69s. So it's really, we're seeing a lot of, of variance in the quality inside individual boxes, but it still averages out to around the same sort of quality that we see most years in the past several years. Uh, that's with Silver Eagles. The 
World War I commemoratives, um, the mint state coins had um, a little bit of um, quality issues to them. Um, the proof coins a bit better. And um, platinum, the new platinum coins, well, the BU just came out um, a couple weeks ago, and we've gotten those through actually, yeah, two weeks ago. We've had a, a few of those come through grading, and they they seem to be pretty high quality. Um, the mints proof gold eagles have also just recently arrived, and those are u uniformly and consistently high quality, just as they have been for the last several years. So we're seeing a lot of 70s in the proof gold uh, that we just got in here. What is the cost uh, incurred for the dealer submitter, uh, the bulk submitter, when a bulk shipment of coins, a pallet of coins, uh, monster boxes that are submitted are not up to snuff and don't make that quality cutoff necessary to market the coins uh, consistently in that 70 grade in the marketplace. Is uh, quality inconsistency something that uh, dealer submitters have to factor into the cost of doing business when they go and buy new products from the Mint? Well, um, I think that part of the cost that it does add is time because um, in some instances the the dealer will you know will look through a couple of boxes for them and 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 will we'll find very few 70s and let them know hey we're you know we're not seeing a lot here and they'll say okay well just keep going and and hopefully it'll pick up or they'll say you know what just shut it down we're going to return these and we're going to try to get another shipment and Based on who they bought the the boxes from, I think that they've got you know flexibility on on doing certain returns like that. So that's why it adds time, you know. And there's kind of like waiting for their coins to to arrive when you know just for luck of the draw, other other dealers are you know didn't have that same quality issue in their boxes that they sent. So basically, what you're saying is that. When you have all this capital tied up in coins, not being able to get your coins to the market in a timely manner has a big impact on the profitability of the program. I think so, but I think that they're still sort of selling coins with the anticipation that they will be able to fulfill those orders, um, you know, in, in, a, in a time that they are um, fairly certain that they'll be, you know, able to replace the bad coins with good ones, get them through PCGS grading, you know, hey, these boxes look a lot better. Okay, great. Let's grade a bunch of them and get them in holders and ship them to us. So I think that they do build in some sort of a, a sort of a realistic fulfillment time period for themselves. At least they should, um, and, and that way they're not a, they're not at too great of a disadvantage. Um, one of the things that we've really focused on at PCGS over the last year has been getting Silver Eagles turned around as fast as we can. So we've dramatically improved our turnaround times so that, you know, there no one's waiting on us to get their coins, meaning that's not the that's not any kind of a factor that they should be worried about in how how competitive they can be in the marketplace. Does the same hold true for uh, bulk submissions of maple leaves, uh, pandas, other foreign coins that are popular in the US market? Um, quality is always a concern, yeah, for, for every product. I mean, we haven't seen a mint yet that makes 100% 70s. I mean, there's some very, very high percentages, um, but but there certainly are um, a lot of 
a lot of issues of you know from you know Canadian is a good example um, where it's the design is beautiful it's a really cool coin but there's so much going on that it can um, easily um, there's a lot of places where there can be ticks or nicks or you know just dings that that take the coin down from from perfect to near perfect so you just don't find as many 70s on certain issues like that um, just sort of by the nature of the design of the thing. What do you think the market response is going to be uh, to the release of the Breast Cancer Commemorative Program? To me, this seems like one of those programs like the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, coin program that has the potential of expanding interest beyond the traditional modern coin market. This disease, uh, breast cancer, is uh, obviously something that has affected and continues to affect a lot of people's lives uh, and this is a topic also that has a widespread built-in base of people who are interested in supporting the cause. Uh, also, it's a program that, unlike most coin programs, has a strong built-in constituency amongst women. So do you share my belief that we might be seeing a repeat of the enthusiasm that we saw for the baseball coins when that program launched? I think that this particular program does have the potential to be the biggest U.S. Mint commemorative program since the Baseball Hall of Fame coins. Um, and I, I do have a couple of customers who feel that same way. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, I think that it does go beyond your traditional coin collector base um, because everyone, it seems, has someone who has been affected by breast cancer. So the kind of programs that um, you know, that the U.S. Mint usually comes out with, you know, a lot of it is, is pretty cool stuff. The National Parks, Boys Town, Lions Club. I mean, there's there's a niche for those sort of things, and there is a wide, you know, range of people who would be, you know, interested in that kind of stuff. Those are, you know, U.S. Mint commemorative programs from the last several years. But this one in particular reaches a ton of people. So PCGS um, is – we're anticipating that this will be a very big program. Um, we've partnered up with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which is the most highly rated breast cancer organization in the United States. Um, they're also the recipient of the surcharges that the Mint um, is baking into the, the coin price. Um, so they're, rece they're receiving those surcharges from the U.S. Mint on the sales of the coins, and then they'll also receive a donation from PCGS on the behalf of submitters who uh, submit the coins to us to be graded, and we're going to um, – we're basically charging for the label and a special pink gasket, and then we're donating half of that label and gasket sale to the uh, Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So we, we think it's going to be a really um, fantastic program to help spread awareness, really make a, a serious change um, in, the, in the search for a cure. I see that you announced today that uh, PCGS will issue a holder with a special label and a pink gasket. Uh, what, what is the story behind this uh, program and, and what went into the design? Collectors Club members and PCGS authorized dealers who are not um, submitting through bulk have the option to, um, to get uh, a, a Breast Cancer Research Foundation label and a special pink gasket. So that's going to be one standard label. Uh, we will have um, a couple of other label options that we create for bulk customers um, that are also BCRF, uh, also pink label, 
So um, there, there will be options um, available through, through bulk as well. It seems that a lot of thought goes into the uh, marketing of certified coins uh, above and beyond where we were with the introduction of the slab and, and even beyond uh, where we were with the introduction of like the first strike program many years back. You know, new collections, hordes, modern issues, even even regular issues all have developed for them these custom theme packages, you know, these multiple label programs, signature programs, you name it. When it comes to these modern programs, how long is the development time from product announcement to label creation and program placement with market makers? It seems that uh, this market has become even more competitive in recent years. Uh, and because of this, we're seeing a big shift towards custom programs and label variety, especially for things like the Eagle series. Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, we do look at the, the U.S. Mint's calendar when they release their schedule of products. Um, we've been aware of this breast cancer um, program that the U.S. Mint was going to be doing, um, you know, a coin. We didn't know if it was a series or what it was going to be, but we've been aware of this for a long time and had in our minds even from when we first heard about it hey you, you know we, we should do a really cool you know label maybe partner with a charity uh hey let's do a pink gasket you know let's let's try that so we, we sort of just kicked around ideas about it and so when the time came and we saw the designs we learned more about the program um that's when we started doing some legwork to uh reach you know to sort of research um breast cancer organizations and what's it going to take to make a pink gasket and what should we put on the label or how should we make the label look. Um, so there was sort of a, you know, a, a, a phase in which we sort of started to kick it off. Then we thought about, okay, what does this program, what does this program mean? What is its potential impact? And it, and it sort of became obvious for, you know, what I've already stated um, to you earlier, which was, Breast cancer has affected so many people. This has, this goes way beyond just coin collectors. This isn't just your average coin collector demographic who ought to participate in this because, again, the surcharge that the mint um, is baking into the purchase price, that goes directly to the BCRF, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, that, um, that will use that money for research to help continue to develop ways to prevent and cure breast cancer. So realizing the scope of it, we were kind of like, well, we should probably try to make sure people are aware of this program. And by the time we, you know, came to a, a conclusion on which charity that we wanted to partner with and what we wanted to do and how we were able to do it, um, we had already kind of solidified a marketing plan. We have a spotlight on our webpage. We have a dedicated landing page for this at pcgest.com slash BCA. Um, and we're going to send out a couple of emails to our entire mailing list. We'll have a press release. Um, if you go to the Baltimore show, you'll see that our customer service representatives are going to be wearing pink shirts. And the U.S. Mint will be on hand as well with, with breast cancer awareness coins for sale. So people can buy the coins there in Baltimore, submit them. At, um, at the PCGES table for grading. So we're trying to do what we can to market and promote this, um, this program because, again, I mean, it's, it is a program that people 
should be aware of and hopefully will want to participate in um, because it does have the potential to really impact, um, you know, our, when I say our, I mean, you know, humanity's search for uh, a, a real end to breast cancer. Before we go, I wanted to talk about another uh, program that you're involved with. So far, we've talked about modern coins, uh, and this uh, is not a modern coin program, far from it. When I was at the Long Beach show, Dwight Manley put on display treasures from the ship of gold. For the first time, the general public and many dealers were able to see a selection of the coins that will be coming to market starting in April. Probably for the first time, what I'm told were prototype holders from the program were unveiled. These were two coin holders that contained one SS Central America coin and a small amount of gold dust in the second enclosure. Along with this was a custom full color label situated vertically uh, with a grade on the front, an illustration, and Bob Evans' signature on the back. So is this prototype that we are shown at Long Beach uh, going to be the final version that we see when these coins come to the marketplace? Or do you expect this uh, label program to uh, evolve uh, additionally before the coins come to market? Yeah, actually, Charles, that was, we kind of thought that that was the final version. Um, but what we realized is the one change that we're going to make is we're going to make the font size a little bit larger on the uh, coin date and uh, denomination and, and grade. But that's it. That's the only change we're making. Um, that's a, that's a, a new, a new product. It's a new holder. Okay. It's a two coin holder that has been simply uh, rotated counterclockwise 90 degrees and so normally you would see that with a coin and if you picked it up it would be the, a coin on the left and a coin on the right and above that there would be a uh, a long horizontal label unifying uh, the holder um, so this was actually Dwight Manley's idea he, he said bring in whatever you know multi-coin holders bring bring in some products for us to look at that we might be able to make use of so when we handed him the two-coin holder. He just flipped it on its side. He said, this is what we should do. And so we said, okay, we'll, we'll figure out how to do that. And um, so we, you know, made a vertical logo uh, or label. Um, we developed the Ship of Gold logo. We developed all the artwork for uh, that we would be using. Um, we licensed the picture that we're using of the SSCA, uh, Central America, in the storm. And um, we created the special capsule that contains the, the pinch of gold in it, as well as the, um, the artwork it's, uh, that's sort of heat sealed on top of the capsules after they are sonically sealed themselves. Um, and then as far as, you know, what we were going to do with the, the coin, I mean, that's just a, our standard coin uh, gasket, a regular gasket for whatever size coin is enclosed in there. So if you notice, we had I think everything from gold dollars all the way to $20 gold pieces. Um, there were 15 coins on display. And, um, you know, we think they just turned out beautiful. We had the, the labels printed on extremely high-quality glossy paper. Um, Bob Evans is the curator of the Ship of Gold, and he is um, hand-signing all of the labels that you'll find in the marketplace as well. Um, so yeah, that is a basically a finished product, and we're we're very proud of it, and we put a lot of of hard work into it. Oh, and the last part, we put a a gold foil edge around or a gold foil sort of um, around the edge of the of the holder. So if you see a stack of them laying on a table, 
they'd look like a stack of gold bars. It's a really, just a really cool product from a lot of different angles. You know, if you think about it, the last time the SS Central America coins came uh, to the market, they were in a gold foil label. And, uh, and that was uh, unusual and, and, and snazzy for the time. But what is being done now rises far above that. And, and it just shows how competitive the market has become for this aspect of what coin grading services offer. And it also, I think, shows how much the holder and the label are part of the storytelling experience and the marketing aspect of numismatic coins and how your part of the industry continues to develop and become more and more sophisticated as time goes on. Yeah, we, we I, I agree. We have to um, sort of acknowledge our, our roots and where we've come from. I mean, there's a standard blue label that's been in use for a long, long time. Um, and, and a lot of collectors still demand that. Um, and then there's another segment of people who want differentiation in the marketplace through the label. And so we provide that as well. I mean, we have a, a fantastic um, staff of professionals that is on hand, and their, their job is to continue to innovate and create new labels and respond to customer requests. And um, we, do, we do what we can to, uh, to meet those requests in, in a timely manner and, and produce fantastic results for our, for our customers. Because uh, we're in a competitive environment, and we realize that, and we need to um, make sure that we do what we can to, to earn the business that we get. So what was the reaction that people had to the uh, Central America holder? I'm sure they were pretty excited to see the gold. You know, Long Beach uh, Expo was really well attended this, uh, this February. People loved it. I heard nothing but positive feedback about the holder itself. Um, I mean, some one one very uh, well-established dealer was uh, gushing over it. He wouldn't stop talking about it. He was really excited about it. Um, and then just overall, it was very positive feedback. Um, people were excited to see this. This has never really been a product that's been on display. Uh, meaning the two coin holder and the fact that it's in the uh, being you know, that the Central America coins are being holdered by PCGS are are even is even more cool to it. So um, PCGS is the official grading service of the ship of gold, and we're very proud of that fact, and uh, we're happy that we're able to uh, produce something that uh, Dwight and his team are are happy with. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, how the breast cancer coin program plays out. Um, you know, the uh, other world mints have known for several years that the growth area for them is expanding their product line beyond the traditional coin collector. Uh, and this coin uh, most certainly does that, uh, even if it was the result of a congressional mandate and not a market expanding decision on the part of the mint. Um, I'm also excited to see uh, the SS Central America coins uh, as more of them get holdered and uh, we'll follow that story as it develops as well. Me too. Me too. Very much so. All right, Mark. Thank you for joining me, and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right, Charles. Thanks for having me. Take care. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Remember, you can download all episodes of the Queen Week podcast for free from the iTunes store. For Coin Week, I'm editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting.